This will be the fourth in our series and in our fabric of grace. And today we're going to be looking at coverings of the tabernacle. Uh, And we've been looking at in scripture on how fabrics uh, display to us symbolically. Uh, They represent uh, many of the graces of God and salvation for us and and his redemptive work for the church. And uh, the first one we looked at was this coat that the Lord wore that was without seam and from uh, top to, woven from the top down and it was complete and how all the threads touched each other and each one was a, a symbol of the, his working all things for good for them that, that love God that were called according to his purpose. Uh, it, it lacked nothing. It couldn't be rent. Then we looked at the, the robe of righteousness that it talked about in Isaiah 61. He hath clothed me with a robe of righteousness. That Like that song we just sang, that hymn from Robert Robertson, that come thou found richly clothed in blood-washed linen. We'll be looking at that today a little bit. The garment of salvation, the covering the Lord provides to his people uh, when having revealed the new birth to them and, and they they see for the first time their true nature of their sins and and he gives them the oil of gladness uh, the garment of praise uh, for their spirit of heaviness that they get when they when they say oh my lord look look at where i came from look at the pit that i was in and 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 he gives them this garment of praise and <clears throat> then we looked at the coat of many colors that joseph wore and each each color that was in there uh described a a attribute of grace uh, of God and and how uh, Joseph exemplified the and typified the Lord himself and and, and he said you they sold him into slavery they were going to kill him they were all kind of evil things that they had planned for him and and he says you meant it for you thought it for evil but God meant it for good to save much people alive and and so uh, today as we're in this fourth lesson in this Fabric of Grace series. We're, we're looking at the coverings of the tabernacle and we'll take a look in Exodus chapter 25 first this morning if you turn there. Exodus chapter 25 verse 1 where the, the Lord uh, gives instruction to Moses regarding the tabernacle. In Exodus 25.1, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly in his heart. Shall you take my offering? And, and uh, the Lord caused their hearts to be in the day of thy power. Thy people shall be willing, it says in Psalms. And, and they gave willingly. They brought everything. And, and this is the offering which you shall take of them, gold, and silver and brass and all these things were used in the construction of the tabernacle the the gold tatches and the brass tatches and the silver sockets and, and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and badger skins and shittim wood oil for the light spices for anointing and oil and for sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. 
according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. So God gave them a pattern. And my wife, she was always makes, used to make clothes all the time, dresses and whatnot. She would have a pattern and you laid that out and you made it, you cut the material out exactly like the pattern. And then if you were a skillful sewer like she was, when you, when you put it all together, it turned into a, a garment. And, and so this pattern, the Lord, a pattern is a, it's a picture, it's a, a likeness, a similitude, a figure. And, and in, in the spiritual sense, it's, it's a metaphor uh, for spiritual things. And it was a clear pattern that was set by God. And, and it was not subject to alterations or substitutions. It was his way, absolutely. His way only. They weren't allowed to say, well, I don't have any of this, so I'll just substitute that, which we do that all the time. <laughs> well, I don't have any egg whites, so I'll use something else in this recipe. But they weren't allowed to substitute anything in this making of this tabernacle. It had a specific purpose and a specific thing to show and display. <clears throat> and uh, in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5, when uh, speaking of high priests, it says, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished to God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that you make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> the the various fabrics and colors used in the coverings of the tabernacle, the the symbol of God dwelling with his people are clear displays of the gospel of grace. You might remember back in John chapter 1, uh, the word was with God, the word was God. And then in verse 14, it says that the word dwelt among us. And uh, so the, that same idea is tabernacling there. Uh, and in each one of these fabrics <clears throat> tells us a, a different thing about God, about uh, his redemption of the church. Each each fabric, each cloth, uh, some of them were skins of animals. Each one of them uh, represents an aspect of the gospel. Each color designated by God. Uh, remember again the pattern uh, for the, the skins and, and fabric also represent an aspect of the gospel. <clears throat> and uh, so it's, it's important that we remember that, that it wasn't just by accident or whim that this was created and in the way that it was. <clears throat> and Hebrew, the book of Hebrews in chapter 9, uh, verse 8 and 9 explains it this way. As always, you can go to Hebrews and get a pretty good uh, take on Old Testament things. <clears throat> in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 8 said, The Holy Ghost, this signifying... That's, so we have some instruction from the Holy Spirit here, just as uh, Brother Craig said in the Bible class this morning on fruits of election, uh, that the way into the holiest was not yet made manifest. The, the Christ had not yet come. He, he, although he was the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world, he hadn't physically came yet. And while the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, 
in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that, that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. So it was just a picture, it was just a figure of what was coming. The picture of the Lord, the Lord of heaven coming down. And uh, in uh, further on in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, it says, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true. They're, they're just pictures of the true. But into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. And uh, so we look at that, that pattern. And then secondly, we looked at those colors that, that God dictated to Moses and what they represent spiritually. Blue, blue, blue is mentioned. If you go back into the Exodus and, and Numbers and look at all the things in the tabernacle, there's a lot of blue in there. All the coverings of everything made of blue. <clears throat> and that symbolizes the, the heavenly realm. Uh, red or scarlet, the blood of the Lamb. White, the color of righteousness. Uh, uh, blood-washed linen that we, we talk about. Uh, purple, the color of royalty. And, and note these, these colors are repeatedly used in every aspect of the tabernacle and all furnishings in the garments of the high priest. So when you when you go back and you read in Exodus 25, 26, and in Numbers, it's blue and red and scarlet and purple, blue and red and scarlet and purple, and linen, fine linen. Uh, I was reading about the fine linen, and uh, it's an Egyptian term there, and, and in the Egyptian tombs they found linen that had a thread count of, of 152 per inch which is pretty remarkable for that that time. Uh, in addition uh, to these fabrics and colors, we, we have gold, which represents the, the glory of God. And we have brass, which represents uh, a symbol of God's judgment. And so thirdly, we're going to look at uh, the with the color and the pattern and the fabrics in mind, the the fabrics and the skins themselves, they're, they're layered in an order. They're in a specific order according to the pattern of God and given uh, to Moses uh, to construct the, the inner layer. <clears throat> it's the, the finished work of Christ. Fine twine linen, blue and purple and scarlet. Ten curtains bound together with, ten, with 50 tatches of gold. Attaches a kind of a ring. They made they made these fine twine linens, and they put blue hoops in on, on the edges. And where these hoops were, they put these gold rings together to hold the, the curtains together. The next layer uh, uh, contains uh, curtains of goat's hair, bound together with fifty tatches of brass, a symbol of God's judgment. And the third layer, a covering of ram skin dyed red, and the outer layer, a covering of badger skins. And that was kind of the thing that interested me when it got me started on this tabernacle covering out of that badger skins, badger skins. That's kind of a, I read a few things about it, and it mostly said, well, that represents him in his form as it describes him in Isaiah, where he has no form or comeliness that we should desire him. But that doesn't, after I kind of studied it out, it didn't really bear up. And uh, so uh, this 
this outer layer of badger skin is the first one we're going to look at. Thou, in Exodus 26:14, thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram skin dyed red and a covering above of badger skins. <clears throat> now, now, the King James translators rendered this from the Hebrew, the classic Hebrew word, tekash, I guess you would say it, as badger. But it doesn't really, it isn't really the real word. Uh, <clears throat> and it's connected to the word for skin or hide of an animal. <clears throat> uh, in many references you, you find in the uh, scholarly studies, they talk about tekash skins, tekash skins. <clears throat> and uh, in the Latin, <clears throat> there's a Latin word that sounds kind of like this tekash. And in the in the Hebrew language, they, at the time that the Old Testament was written, there's been like three or four different iterations of the Hebrew language. It kept changing over time, and a lot of the things that were very... Uh, uh, it's like Hawker said, well, back then it was clearly... Uh, no one. You don't need me to elaborate on this because it was. it's clearly understood. <laughs> Perfectly obvious to the most casual observer what a Takash skin is. But after, as that language per, went along, it, nobody knew what that was really. And there are some people that suppose, well, the, the, the Latin people translated into badger, and some, a lot of scholars think, well, it was seal skins, or it was some kind of marine mammal, or this or that. And, and I, 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 th I think maybe perhaps, it, I don't have any evidence for it, but... It, it was just sheep skin or fine leather that was dyed a different color. And, and, and we'll see some evidence of that. But uh, they, I think we'll find that as we look in the scriptures that badgers probably were not the, the animal that, that they supplied the hide for. Uh, and since there's a, a few problems with that perspective and... Uh, Geographically, there weren't a lot of badgers in that country. <laughs> so it would have been a problem to come up with enough badgers to make a whole tabernacle out of them. And the second thing would be, biblically, there would be a problem because badgers would have been classified as an unclean beast in Leviticus. Uh, Leviticus 11.26 says, The carcass of every beast which divideth the hood and is not cloven-footed nor cheweth the cut are unclean to you, even everyone that toucheth them shall be unclean. So they couldn't even touch them. And it says in verse 27, Whatsoever goeth upon his paws among all manner of beasts that go on all four, those are unclean to you. <clears throat> and whosoever toucheth their carcass shall be unclean till evening. So it's unlikely that the dwelling place of the Lord would be made out of an unclean beast hide. <laughs> to me, that just doesn't seem reasonable. <clears throat> it that it would be the outer covering of the tabernacle. Uh, and in addition, we see if you go through there, as I mentioned earlier, you go through there and you read in Exodus and 25 and 26 and Numbers 14 and so on, everything got a covering of blue. The, you, the candlestick covering was blue. The showbread table was covered in a blue cloth. Everything was was a blue The the robe of the high priest, the, the ephod, was in, entirely a blue. <clears throat> and uh, 
uh, Exodus 28:31, thou shalt make the robe of the ephod all of blue. So I think that's a hint there. Uh, in Numbers chapter 4, verse 5, when the camp set us forth, uh, Aaron shall come and his sons, and they shall take down the covering veil and cover the ark of the testimony with it, and shall put thereon the covering of badger skins, and shall spread over it a cloth holy of blue. Numbers 4, 7, and upon the table of showbread they shall put a cloth of blue. And in verse 9, they shall take a cloth of blue and cover the candlestick of the light. And upon the golden altar they shall spread a cloth of blue. And in verse 12, they shall take the instruments of the ministry where the, with a ministry in the sanctuary and put them in a cloth of blue and cover them with a covering of badger skins. Now, again, most of the biblical scholars that I read agree that what was termed badger skin was some form of a high-quality leather. And it, in, uh, in another Old Testament book, it talks about the makings uh, out of that sandals out of it. Uh, and uh, in, in the case of the tabernacle covering, it was most likely dyed a blue or a violet color. And I was reading about this in the Josephus. In his, uh, he is a Jewish historian back then, and he notes in his account in the Antiquities of the Jews from Book Three, Chapter Six, Page One Ninety Five, that the Israelites, when called by God to supply the materials for the tabernacle, remember what we read there. We read that in in uh, Exodus. They the Lord put in their hearts to come up with all this stuff, and they willingly did it. And Josephus says, They were not wanting in diligence according to their ability, for they brought silver and gold and brass and the best sorts of wood, such as would not decay by petrification, camel's hair also, and sheepskins. Some died of a blue color and some of a scarlet. And then on page 199, regarding the tabernacle coverings, he writes, There were also other coverings made of skins above these, those curtains, those inner coverings, which <clears throat> above these, which afforded covering and protection to those that were woven, both in hot weather and when it rained. And great was the surprise of those who viewed these curtains at a distance, for they seemed not at all to differ from the color of the sky. Isn't that interesting, this tabernacle? And I think this will all kind of make sense here as we move move forward here. <clears throat> A covering of blue on the outside, the, the, the color of the realm, the heavenly realm. In John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you also that you also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all of which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. 
So we have this statement of the Lord himself saying, I came down from heaven. And as we peel back this outer layer, this this fine leather dyed blue, the, the metaphor that represents the Son of God sent down from heaven to save the people God gave him in the covenant of grace, we come next to the the covering of ram skin dyed red. Red, the, the color of the lamb's blood. The metaphor representing the shed blood of Christ to redeem the people given to him by the Father. We just read about those in John chapter 6 and in uh, uh, Craig mentioned them again in uh, his Bible class, uh, the elect, uh, the ones given to him by the Father. The metaphor representing the shed blood of Christ to redeem the people given to him by the Father, the, the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. <clears throat> uh, let me direct our attention for a moment back to Genesis chapter 22 and verse uh, 7 through 13, we have this narrative about uh, Abraham going up to make a sacrifice that the Lord commanded him to. And and as they're going up the mountain, they've got the wood and all the things for the sacrifice. And, and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father in verse 7 of chapter 22. And he said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. Where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. God himself. And so they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said Abraham Abraham and he said here I am and he said lay not thine hand upon the lad neither do thou anything unto him for now I know that thou fearest God seeing thou hast not withheld thy son thine only son from me and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And so we have this picture, this picture of the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world, the ram that God provided himself, a lamb for a burnt offering. Uh, And the dual meaning there, he not only provided a physical one, but he provided the spiritual one and the real one. Uh, kind of a triple meaning there. In Matthew twenty six twenty seven, when the Lord is instituting the, the, the Lord's Supper there, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And so we see... <clears throat> The Son of God coming down from heaven, His very blood shed for the sins of His people. And that brings us to the next layer brought to our view in the fabric of grace covering the tabernacle, the goat's hair. An interesting uh, idea there, the goat's hair. Uh, Eleven, It says there was 11 curtains of goat's hair held together by 50 tatches of brass. Symbols of God's judgment. Now the goat 
we know <clears throat> was used as a, a metaphor for a sin offering and the sacrifices that uh, Norm brought to us many times out of when he's going through the book of Leviticus and uh, and also in uh, it talks about it here in, in Exodus as the curtains in Exodus 26 7 thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle eleven curtains shalt thou make the length of one curtain shall be thirty cubits and the breadth of one curtain four cubits and the eleven curtains shall all be of one measure <clears throat> And thou shalt couple five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves and shalt double the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make 50 loops on the edge of one curtain that is the outmost coupling and 50 loops in the edge of the curtain which coupleth the second. And thou shalt make 50 tatches of brass and put the tatches into the loops and couple the tent together that it may be one. And the remnant that remaineth of the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that shall remaineth, shall hang over the backside of the tabernacle. Now, this goat, the symbol for sin used in the sin offering, following the application of blood by the high priest when he made the sacrifice for atonement. When he, uh, Leviticus chapter 16, we'll go there now and read that. Leviticus 16, we're just going to read uh, verse uh, 18 through uh, 22, I think. And he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it and shall take the blood of the bullock. Remember, he had to make an atonement for himself before he could even go in to make an atonement for the people. So there's twice blood shed there. And he shall sprinkle the blood upon it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and hollow it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle, the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel, all the iniquities of the church and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness and the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities into a land not inhabited and he shall let the goat go in the wilderness and so now we come to the last inner the inner layer the covering a metaphor and a picture of what was the result of the first three coverings. In Exodus 26, 1, Thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. They were embroidered with all these designs, this fine linen. The length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits, the breadth of one curtain four cubits, and every one of the curtains shall have one measure, one exact measure. Everything was exact. Everything was according to the pattern. Everything was according to the figure that God had given him. And the loops of blue, and the and this one was held together with gold tatches, the symbol of God's glory, all these curtains. Fifty loops, fifty blue loops, <clears throat> held together with fifty tatches of gold. Ten curtains of fine linen. The fine linen, yeah, I, I appreciate what Craig said. 
Well, we don't have to look a lot of stuff up because the Bible tells us what all of it is. He, 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 he brought examples from Thessalonians and says, well, we don't have to look that up because right over here in this book over here, it tells exactly what that is. Well, if you'll turn over to Revelation chapter 19, verse 5 through 8, And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the sound of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the God, Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For fine linen is the righteousness of saints. <clears throat> when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son from heaven to come down to shed His blood, to give His life a ransom for many, for the church, <clears throat> to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. <clears throat> so we have these colors. Blue, Christ sent from heaven to dwell among us. Red, he shed his blood for his people. Goat's hair, sin atoned for. <clears throat> Usually that goat hair was black too. And uh, Remember from our study in Song of Solomon some 10, 11 years ago? I'm black. Black is the tints of Kedar. Black but comely. Made comely by the righteousness of Christ. And this fine linen, this Christ's righteousness that's imputed to the saints, imputed to the church, imputed to the elect, the, the fabric of grace covering the tabernacle. Isn't that an interesting picture kind of you peel back the layers of the the four coverings there and it and it's a picture of the gospel so we'll stop there and as always we'll say be free my friends hope you enjoyed that study i don't know if we'll be doing any more on the fabric of grace but uh, that's number four so uh, we'll stop there.